0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, welcome to Broadcast in Politics with Cisco Acosta and my co-host Luther Mays. Tonight we have a great guest, Dr. Warren Farrell. And we'll be discussing the boy crisis and why are boys struggling and what we can do about it. It's going to be an interesting topic. I, I'm, I I know that you're going to enjoy the topic, and let me bring in my co-host, Luther Mays. Luther, how are you? How are you? Uh, we're doing well. Happy New Year. Welcome back. Welcome back to you, too.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. We have Dr. Warren Farrell tonight on the whole situation okay. with... Uh, the boy crisis and, and why a boy is struggling and what we can do about her. And also the, the other title that I have is the death by gender, death by being a male, you know, males are mm-hmm. getting the short end of the stick nowadays. So it Absolutely. should be an interesting copy. But before we go Absolutely. on to our guests, before we go on to our guests, what, what is your take on the, the Democrat
2: shutdown? What is your take on that? What was my take on it? Uh-huh well, Whatever Trump wants to do Whatever Trump wants to do They want to do the opposite You know But uh <laughs> It sure ain't working <laughs> So I think it's called bankruptcy What they want to do Right That is so, true I think uh, yeah. uh, Mm-hmm
1: Go ahead I think the, the whole thing with uh the whole shutdown is—it's shown it, it has exposed that the Democrats are for illegal aliens, criminals, MS-13, all the gangs, and human trafficking. That's what they stand for.
3: Right. They
1: have totally they, call- have, qual- they have qualified themselves as protectors of the criminals.
2: So, That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely right. they are um- they're trying to cause a problem So they can call martial law Fade out the middle class and be socialist
1: Oh and also By the way take,
2: And also take trips to Puerto Rico And to
1: Afghanistan and Belgium And and uh, Egypt You know all these Democrats Going with their families You know I, I didn't I, I, I did not know I don't know if you did But I'm, I'm probably a little bit Ignorant of that That Seven Democrat senators are going over there. I mean, seven Democrat um, congressmen and congresswomen, and they're bringing their family. What, is that a vacation? Why why uh, why do they have to bring all the the families on these trips? uh,
2: (laughs) I just find that, you know, a little... well, yeah, a little crooked. They probably went over there to pay ISIS for payroll. <laughs> maybe, from that, maybe
1: from that $150 billion that, that uh, they still have, that was given, was supposedly was given to Iran. Uh, they may be some right. money that we have to pay ISIS, and they, you know, because they, they need to start ISIS again. So this way they have a reason for us to stay in Syria. Interesting. interesting. Or they had to but fly out there to reach the a little more. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I, I would have paid anything to see Nancy Pelosi's expression when she was told that she could not fly on military uh, on a military um, equipment. You know uh, that she had to take commercial flights. That to me was really interesting. But anyway, well, she's not uh, in the military, anyways. I know, and she's not supposed to be uh, talking to world leaders. Because she is not the president of the United States.
2: That's but anyway, right. let's
1: That's bring right. up, let's bring on Doctor Warren Farrell right now and see what what. Um... This is Doctor Farrell. Doctor Farrell, how are you?
2: I'm well. How are you?
1: Welcome to broadcast in politics. Uh, even though tonight's discussion will be mainly not. Not much about politics, but we're happy that you're here. And uh, I have my co- co-host, Luther Mays, on the line, on the air. Well,
4: Luther. How are you doing? I'm do doing well. Here.
1: So, Dr. Farrell, um, your topic, uh, your subject was really a lot of our viewers and followers uh, were really, really excited to uh, uh, for us to, to bring you on what is this about a boy crisis and a man crisis in the United States, or is it around the world?
4: It is around the world. It's in all 63. Uh, when, I, when I did the research for the boy crisis, I at first didn't even know that it really was here. I didn't know there was an exaggeration to call it a boy crisis. Um, so I, oh dear. Uh, I am getting an echo as I'm talking um, Mm. And so I can hear, and, we,
1: we, we can we we can hear you. Yeah,
4: you, know, you may be able to hear me, but I am. Oh, now it just disappeared. Okay, all right. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll work with it. Uh, I was not able to sort of um, concentrate on myself because of the echo, but I, somehow or other, it doesn't seem to be um, bothering me right now. So uh, okay. let's see. So, so I, I I started doing the research for the boy crisis. Uh, really. Almost um, inadvertently, um, teachers around the world were telling me that I, where I was speaking uh, were telling me they were having more problems with their their boys in school, and parents were telling me more problems with their sons and I started to you know um, get alerted to this and eventually saw that in all sixty three of the largest developed nations in the world, Um, Boys were falling behind girls in every every academic subject, but especially in reading and writing, which are the two biggest predictors of success. And so that started getting me you know just just the logical consequence of that was knowing you know sort of what 's happening here, and you know obviously if they 're doing so badly in um in school they 're probably going to be dropping out of school more, which will mean more unemployment and um, and what 's causing this, and why is it uh, predominantly in the developed the developed nations, the largest ones, and so I saw that in the developed nations there was enough. Permission for, uh, survival was mastered enough that there was enough permission for divorce, and so people were uh, divorcing to a much greater degree. And those ch- and their children and the and the people that were having problems, the boys that were having problems, were the boys that had almost uh, that were were that became what I called dad deprived boys. They had minimal or no mm-hmm. father contact. And then I started looking further and saw that in the United States in particular there was a boy crisis problem, and that seemed seemed to be even greater in the U.S., in part because of the fact that the the U.S. has one of the highest statistics of uh, of women um, uh, under 30 um, having children without being married. In the United States, it's 53 percent of women under 30 who have children have not been married. And so this, uh, and in that group of 53%, um, there was the boys that uh, uh, that didn't have fathers uh, or didn't have much contact with their dads, um, or some of them didn't even know who their dads were. These boys were having ex- extremely um, severe problems, as well as the ones who had minimal contact after divorce. And so that got me into asking the question well, what's happening you know why are fathers so important you know what do they do that's different than moms and can't a mom just do those things and it be would be fine and you know th- so I ended up discovering you know uh, nine or ten major differences between the way dad's parent and um, and the um, and the way mom's parent um, both and realized that both styles of parenting were really important for a child's development and um, and the and so I started to in the boy crisis book I dis- described the difference between dad-style parenting and mom-style parenting so both sexes could understand why it was so important to have what I call checks and balance parenting, both parents um, eat, ha- having an equal amount of influence in the way that children are raised.
1: Fantastic. That's, that's really amazing.
4: But, I mean, the,
1: the, the high divorce rate that we have in the United States, that I, I, I actually knew about that. But I'm, I'm very surprised about under 30, the, the number of women that are, are basically having children that do not have a man or a, fa- a father to be there with them or, a, a, you know, a spouse.
4: Yes, and many, many of the women um, – so the, the women who are under 30 who have children – um, without being married, they fall into three categories. One is um, the children don't even know who the father is, and sometimes even the mother doesn't know who the father is. Um, second, um, the uh, there were children that did know who their dad was, but knew them very little or not at all. Knew the actual dad very little or not at all. And then the third group um, was a group that said, you know, listen, I'm living with a man. What's the difference between living with a man and being married with a man to a man? And I didn't have a real answer to that question until I started doing... The research for the boy crisis and found that in fact children that live um, with their dad when the mom is pregnant uh, has the child uh, they see the dad only an average of three and a half to four years and then the dad is likely to be minimally involved in their life or not at all involved with their life after that that is the marriage seems to be a glue that holds the father and mother together and makes the father feel that he has an important role in the process Um, And if if they're not married, um, when they have disagreements and so on, and the father has a different style than the mother and they can't agree, the father just says, okay, I'm not married, I'm out of here. And especially since oftentimes the the decision to have the children was not his to begin with. She she had the children and um, she wasn't committed to him. And so so the the marriage really makes a very big difference. So the intact family with fathers involved that seems to be the, um, those children who have dad and rich boys, uh, that are dad and rich boys, rather, um, that, those are the children, the boys that are doing actually very well.
2: Fantastic. Uh, Luther, you had a question for Dr. Farrell. Well, yeah, the young guys under 30 don't want kids because they don't make the money that the cost of living costs. And then on top of that, if the marriage doesn't work, the reason why they're not seeing their kids, they're running from child support warrants. And most of these boys don't want these kids, and these girls go and have these kids, and here we go with a free hand on what's happening in this country.
4: Yes, there's a lot of so, truth yeah. to that. The um, One of the things that's really important, if a mom is listening here, um, that you know, to know that raising a child by yourself, aside from being extraordinarily challenging, difficult, overwhelming Um, is uh, not really, uh, has a high likelihood of leading you to more overwhelming problems as a result of the child having discipline problems, delinquency problems. Um, ADHD is far more likely, uh, far more existent among moms that raise children by themselves for reasons I'll be happy to explain. Um, And so the the moms are going to have a real challenge. Second is make sure that if you have a child when you're, O- under or over 30 that it isn't just your idea and the, and the man feels like it's not at all his idea he's not a partner in the process, you just feel like you're at an age where you want to have the children and when you have an, right. un, an, an uncommitted man to begin with, um, that is usually likely to lead to um, the end of a relationship that's likely to lead to um, the, a child feeling very abandoned by his father, when a boy feels abandoned by his father It's like him feeling abandoned by the half of himself that is his dad. Mm -hmm. He feels like he doesn't know his dad. His dad is a straw man. Um, And he wonders whether if his mom, especially if his mom after divorce, is making negative comments about the the dad, the boy looks in that mirror and says, you know, gee, Dad's mom says Dad is a, a narcissist, and I'm looking in the mirror. Uh, dad says Mom is right. irresponsible and a liar, and I did—I was a bit irresponsible and I did lie, and um, and so maybe I'm, uh, I'm I'm a loser like my dad, and that really begins to haunt him, and he has no one to talk to to sort that out. I
1: I have I have a question, uh, Dr. Farrell, in regards to what's currently happening in this boy crisis did you do have you done any studies of what it, how it was 30 40 years ago yes did we have did we have a boy crisis but it was not really noticeab- noticeable because the country was booming and it, and right. families were together because the mother the father would be the one who would be the the breadwinner and the mother would be at home taking care of of, of the children. Have you done a that's comparison? A, yeah.
4: Yes. Yes, a, we have. I,
1: ha- um,
4: I have, and that's a, first of all, very good comments you're making. Um, the best example of what you're talking about is the Moynihan Report, which came out in 1965. And before the Moynihan Report came out, we thought that the problem was race um, because the, uh, because uh, African-American boys and girls were having a lot of problems. But as Moynihan, who was a U.S. senator and a, um, the labor secretary for um, mm-hmm. for Nixon and Johnson and so on, uh, and a sociologist, had a Ph.D. in sociology, so this is one of the most qualified people in, in um, recent U.S. history to do this type of work. Um, and he then found that the issue was not race in the inner city. The issue was the 25% of families that did not have dads involved, that those children, especially the boys, were doing really poorly, and those were the ones that were likely to commit crimes, drop out of school, go to prison, uh, have no sense of purpose, and so on. And that was at a point in history where 25 percent of the African-American community um, had uh, were raising children without um, a significant amount of father involvement. Today, in the Caucasian community, it's not 25 percent; it's 32 percent in the Caucasian community, and 74 percent in the African American community. Um, and so, what what the Moynihan report helped us understand is that it was not a flaw of race; it was a flaw of of, of a ten of a lifestyle that uh, allowed. Uh, children to be born without having father involvement and that is um and and we're facing that and we see it's not a matter of race per se but because although because we because the, the the caucasian percentage of children being born without father involvement is greater to the, today than the than it was among african americans in 1965
1: 1965 okay luther
2: do you have another question or well, the other problem in this country is, is uh, there's no corporal punishment of your kids. you would be prosecuted if you take a kid. And um, these kids are running wild because they'll tell their parents, you can't hit me, you'll go to jail. So the parents well, that's are, uh, that's not helping.
4: Yes, yeah. the, we certainly we certainly have a di- had a different attitude and have a different attitude toward corporal punishment now, as, as you know in the Bible, you know the, the the phrase was spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, however, one of the good things that one of the things that you know, nobody likes to hit their child. I remember when my father took a belt to me, and he said, <laughs> "You realize this hurts." Does, does this, you realize this hurts me more than it does you, and he was a little bit shocked. when I said, "Yes, of course." And he said, "Why do you think it hurts me more than it hurts you?" And I said, "Because you, because you put your life into making sure that I'm a good that I'm a, a good boy, and when when I'm not good, you don't feel like you did a good job." And he said, "Wow, that's exactly right." <laughs> and so um, he was uh, so. But the point here is that the 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 uh, what we find is that when One of the things that fathers bring to the family table and to the family dynamic is boundary enforcement and mm-hmm. when yeah. ba- when boundaries are enforced well, then you don 't need physical um, um, contact no. and, and corporal exactly. punishment. But often, so, and there's a huge difference between the way moms and dads bring this boundary enforcement. So, I'll give an example. Moms and dads set boundaries. Many people get the they don't make the distinction between setting boundaries and enforcing boundaries. So, mom and dads tend to set boundaries pretty much the same way. They'll both say, Sweetie, you can't have your ice cream until you finish your peas. Uh, and then the children will test boundaries in the same way. Uh, they'll say, "You know, uh, okay, I've had a few more peas. Now can I have my ice cream?" And um, and, and 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 mom will s- t- sort of say, "Okay, sweetie," and she'll take uh, the fork and uh, separate out another number of peas and say, "I'll tell you what. Have this many peas, and then you can have your ice cream." And um and then the kid has about half that many peas and says, Okay, I had some more peas, can I have my ice cream? And mom goes to herself. Okay, I've already gotten the kid to have more peas than he's otherwise would have had, and it's uh, been a tough day. Am I really going to get into a big argument over a few peas? I don't think so. That's be totally insensitive. And so what the kid has learned is, aha, uh-huh, uh, I can pick, figure out a, a way that I that mom feels sensitive or what she feels sensitive to, and I can use that to manipulate a better deal. So when boundaries right. are set by moms. Very frequently, the kids will learn how and um, will hone the art of getting a better deal or manipulating, and that does lead to kids that are, you know, probably prepared to be better lawyers, but it isn't good for a better <laughs> yeah. relationship. Yes. Now, this, with dads, dad is far more likely to say, Ex- um, "You know, I say you can't, have your boundary, uh, you can't have your ice cream until you finish your peas," and then the kids will ch- challenge those boundaries, and dad says, um, "You can, uh, you cannot have the finish your peas. No problem, but then there's no ice cream. But you're so mean, Dad. Mom doesn't make me finish the peas. Well, you can c- keep whining and complaining um, some more, and then there'll be no peas, no no ice cream tomorrow night either." And then the kid right. realizes, oh, this is a losing battle. Um, so <laughs> I have, I have, I have no, I have nothing, uh, no option here but to focus on finishing my peas. And so that's right. what creates the those enforced boundaries, creates yeah. something that is absolutely crucial to the success of a boy. It create and a girl. It creates postponed gratification, and post without the postponed gratification, there's no um, so. First of all, the corporal punishment end of things, so the mom finds herself repeating, repeating, repeating the... the, what she wants the boy to do until she gets so frustrated with the boy or girl she's likely to take uh, a physical, make physical contact or tell dad to make it for her. Um, So um, children are much more likely to be um, killed actually by their mothers than they are uh, 259% more likely to be killed by mothers than by fathers um, because the powerlessness that mothers often feel as a result of not enforcing boundaries at the beginning is that it builds up and builds up and builds up until they over respond and so this is um... so so, uh, so one of the reasons why corporal punishment is so much more uh, prevalent um, in children being raised by moms is because of that tendency to not enforce boundaries but the, 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 the the big difference here is that without postponed gratification that's the beginning of the slippery slope that creates the boy crisis without the postponed gratification the boy goes to school he can't finish his homework because a text comes in without the postponed gratification he gets distracted by the text and um, and he's sort of like um, he doesn't finish the homework he doesn't get much praise in school he tries maybe he's uh, really good for a soccer team or a basketball team he has natural strength but he doesn't rehearse the the drills and the and the strategies so he's not, he doesn't make the team uh, he fails there and he begins to fail in one place after the other feels ashamed of himself, withdraws maybe into video game addiction or when it comes to male-female time he realizes that girls are not interested in losers; they just want the winners in school, so they don 't go out with him he 's uh, frustrated about that. He turns yeah. to porn he gets addicted to pornography, which creates um, when he finally does meet a woman that might be interested in being sexual with him, he withdraws uh, she 's not interested in him because she, he feels she feels like he 's disgusting and wants things from her that the porn um, taught him to want, and so she withdraws from him he goes more back into porn gets more addicted to that and the and the cycle continues.
1: Doctor Farrell, hold on. We have a a caller. Five oh one four ten. Do you have a question for Dr. Farrell? Um I I
0: I really don't have a question. I, I just want to give my opinion.
3: I yes, feel as though ahead.
0: today I feel as though today in society is that um um whether uh uh a couple is divorced or not, um, people nowadays want to be more of a friend to their child than a parent. And I Amen. feel as though, um that is the truth because a lot of children get away yep. with a lot of stuff. You, so you are. They're, they're,
4: they're,
1: absolutely. Uh, excellent you, point. Excellent point
4: um uh, you you are the evidence um supports exactly what you're saying and so when in doing the re- when I was doing the writing and the research for the boy crisis, I kept suggesting family dinner nights to um people but as i as I worked with families, they would often come up to me and say Well, you know, Dr. Farrell, I can't um, do these family dinner nights very well because the kids always are bringing electronics to the table. So I say, well, you know, don't, can you tell them to not bring electronics to the table? Well, I do tell them, but they don't. And so immediately I know that the children are in charge of the parents. The parents are not in charge of the children. And so that's problem number one and so what a part so i ended up creating an appendix in the boy crisis that explained step-by-step step how to do things like make sure that children don't bring electronics to the table um, and then and then how to make a family dinner night exciting how to make it so that everyone feels heard how to make it so that people want to uh, that the kids as well as the parents want to come back and look forward to it how to how to how to introduce it to friends that 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 come over and the people that have tried the family dinner nights and done it the right way, so the family dinner night did not become the family dinner nightmare, um, that that those those families have often become role models to other families, and the and kids from around and their from their school are are wanting to come over to family dinner nights at at, at, at Jimmy's house or John's house where they're doing it the right way, because it's so the conversations are so exciting everybody gets listened to, no one feels judged or um, pushed out of the way, um, but the, the primary issue starts with if you, if you don't know how to be a parent and enforce boundaries, kids without enforced boundaries feel like kids wandering in the dark and not knowing in a, in a room, but a room with no walls, and so, and they have, they have no idea... They don't know when they're going to fall off the edge. They need structure in order to feel like they're not walking in a dangerous dark. Oh, right. Fantastic.
0: But, um, you you have um, uh, babies raising babies nowadays, and and those young <laughs> young teenagers do not know how to instill morals and values which is mm-hmm. has been lost for at least 20 years now and yep. and 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 with these young uh, kids trying uh, they're not even raising their children actually grandparents are raising their kids nowadays and it's because um, parents black off and and from the age of two, they would let uh, children have tantrums and get their way all, all mm-hmm. the way up until they're 10 or 11. And by then, kids are telling their parents what to do. And right. it's, it, we live in a very, very sad society nowadays because nobody is instilled morals and values, and you see such lack of respect in a lot of people nowadays. They don't even you, know what their word means.
4: You are Good absolutely man. right. One of the things That's to him. do at a fa- family dinner night is to ask the children for how they would, he- to, to, to let that type, say the type of thing you just said to the children, or just ask the children, um, if you were a parent and a child talked back to you or a child had a temper tantrum, what would you do? And it is amazing how often the, the kids will volunteer, well, what I would do is I would, you know, I, I wouldn't pay more attention to the child that's having a temper tantrum. They have adult solutions inside of them. They just don't want you to know that they do because they want to get their way as often as they can. But they understand that what they would do if they were a good parent and they reverse roles, they have a, oftentimes a pretty good understanding of what they would do. Fantastic. But, uh, mm-hmm.
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Um, it's it it's it sad that a child has an adult understanding rather than the adult, and and again that comes with a lack of knowledge from not being raised the right way. Because I've had five children myself, and they never backed off or anything like that. They knew better. And and uh, and uh, another problem lies is um, our government and and a lot of uh, um, uh, other people. Um, I think minding your own business uh, is a very good place to start. And and if if uh, people can't raise their children, then yes, they do need to get help. Um, uh-huh. um raising a family, but um, um, children need to be taught at a very early age. Um, certain aspects in life. First, you, you, you are taught to learn, and if they're not taught that, and have such young parents that don't care. I mean. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these young parents aren't even with their children, but come around whenever they want to.
4: So
0: that, well, that's why children act the way they do.
4: That, that You're that
1: absolutely right. You said the
0: love. hold on, Dr. Dr. Farrell. Hold on,
1: Dr. Farrell and, and Luther. Uh, just before you guys answer that question, I, I, we do have another uh, caller nine eight five six eight eight. Just, I want, I want to let you um, just ask. If you have a question for Dr. Farrell or for our our, our, our panel here
5: Yes, I, I actually have uh, some comments to make uh, pertaining okay. to this issue I, I was very fortunate and grew up in a household where I had both parents, my father and my mother So had um, both sets of grandparents, uh, grandfathers and grandmothers and they all supported uh, our, the children's enrichment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Everybody was a teacher, okay, everybody uh, looked out, you know for for everybody else. I, I mean, I grew up in a family with I mean, I, I just I, I was just very fortunate, let's say. Um, the thing about uh, men, um, I had excellent male role models. My my father, my grandfathers, my great grandfathers, who I also knew, um, excellent excellent role models. Um, teachers in in ways that that just by being there, you you couldn't get this information anywhere else. Um, I, I see a much larger picture here, and I think it started decades ago, probably even. Longer than that, but there's been a deliberate attempt to dismantle the traditional family. Uh, mm-hmm. Prayer was removed from school. Patriotism yes. is a bad thing. Women have turned into feminists. These men are severely marginalized and maligned. The Boy Scouts yes. are not even boys anymore. Um, men are not men. Women are not women. Men use the ladies' room, for goodness sake. Um, the ultimate goal is depopulation. Because without men, there are no children, period. Men and men cannot have children. Women and women cannot have children. Um, Without fathers, children are unbalanced and become easier prey for all sorts of indoctrination that has nothing to do with making them better men.
3: Um, It's a total
5: breakdown of the civilized society and a direct attack on our ability to remain educated and sovereign. And that's what I have to say.
1: Yeah, let me, let's go back to, uh, uh, yeah, Luther, let me, uh, I I just want to hear from Dr. Farrell from the comments on, uh, from caller on 501 and 985, and then we'll get, we'll touch on, um, we'll get back to you, Luther.
2: Dr. Farrell?
4: Yes, both of the women are really Absolutely right, They're right on target the um, we, we do and so the number one thing is that children really not only need their dad but moms and dads need to know exactly that why dads are important when dads behave like an imitation mom or moms behave just like an imitation dad um, there there isn 't the maximum benefit to the child and so when i was ta- uh, so for example dads will frequently roughhouse with kids much more likely than moms will will. and so let's say dad throws the three kids, um, let's say Jimmy, Johnny and and um Um, and and a a girl named Jane, let's say, just for simplicity, Um, and she throws them on the couch, and the game is um, the three of you pin me down before I can pin the three of you down together. And so, um, and mom's looking at this and saying, oh, my God, I feel like I just have one more child to monitor here, Um, you know, meaning the dad, right? And the... And uh, and then and and mom is saying to herself, you know, I, I get this feeling that within about a minute or two or some amount of time, sooner or later somebody's going to get hurt, somebody's going to end up crying, and I, I, I should intervene, but I feel guilty about intervening because I don't want to be too controlling, and I, want, I think the kids are having a lot of fun, um, so I'll keep my hands off. And sure enough, about um, five, ten minutes later, um, you know, somebody ends up crying, somebody's hurt, and mom feels guilty now that she didn't intervene to help to prevent the children from being hurt and then um and and then to her shock now that he feel she, the mom feels that the dad's dad should have learned his lesson because you yeah, know they did get hurt just like she knew they would um, dad returns to the roughhousing and um, but she doesn't get what's happening here um, that and and she's not at fault because moms can't hear what dads don't say but now when i did the research for the boy crisis book i came to understand that um, there was a lot of data showing that the more children do roughhousing with their dad the more empathetic they're likely to be, the more thoughtful they are likely to be of other people. And that was so Mm -hmm. counterintuitive for me. I would never have predicted that, but I'll explain why in a second. And the second thing is that they were more likely to be assertive and not aggressive. I would have thought the roughhousing would be associated with being aggressive. I didn't realize it was being associated with not being aggressive but being assertive. Um, Third, um, what was happening there that I'll... Break down in a second is that the kids were learning boundary enforcement and not being resentful of that. So here's what was happening that dad didn't say: um, the the kids in the process of roughhousing with the dad started really creating a bond with the dad, and that bond allowed the father to not just only reinforce boundaries, but to enforce boundaries without the kids becoming rebellious or resentful. Um, so then dad dad said okay um, what, once the, and once the, um, the 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 accident happened where the heads banged and so on and dad's would be tend to say something like okay Jimmy what you just did there is you just put your elbow in in your sister's face it's great it's great to use leverage it's great to fake me out but you can't you you, know, you can do something like that and so the the, the the dad is given an instruction about what is assertive and what is aggressive but normally speaking mom would just give that same lesson but when the children failed to do that the mom would just repeat herself what that what happens with dads more frequently is when the children do fail to re, to do that well, because the next time they get into the roughhousing, um, they're still they they get in the excitement of the roughhousing makes the children forget to be thoughtful of the other uh, sister and brother, and so they they return to their old pattern, but uh, and then and then this is the crucial step, then dad or a good dad will usually say. Okay, no more roughhousing tonight because you didn't, you you weren't thoughtful about your sister and your brother. And as a re- so the next, but we will pick it up and continue tomorrow night. And so tomorrow, the next night, when the kids, when the dad says no more, um, no more pushing or shoving the ch- your your brother or sister around, that next night the kids. Do obey what the dad says because they don't want to lose their roughhousing. Whereas when mm-hmm. mom just re- when mom just repeats the command, the kids go back to doing um, being inconsiderate because you know okay mom will just repeat herself and it's much more fun to do the, to, to push my sister aside than it is to to, um, to think of her needs when I'm so when I'm so excited. So what's happening there is that the kids are learning emotional intelligence under fire. It's what psychologists call emotional intelligence under fire. They're learning how to be thoughtful, considerate, empathetic when they're excited about something even more than they would naturally want to be empathetic um, towards somebody. They're learning uh, what is being assertive versus being aggressive because they're required to learn that. Because if they don't learn it, they, uh, they lose what they really want, which is the excitement and the, and they're learning they're learning postponed gratification because what they really want to do is push their sister aside to win uh, but the dad is m- saying that they're going to lose what they want uh, the excitement of the roughhousing as a result of the um, uh, as a result of not being considered of their brother and sister so that's how empathy postponed gratification and being assertive versus being aggressive and emotional intelligence under fire all happen but You know, very few people um, read parenting magazines, and parenting magazines do not explain this. And so in the Boy Crisis book, I explain this as one of nine different styles of dad-style parenting. And what it allows is it allows the mom to understand that the dad is not just one more child. He He doesn't explain well what he's doing and why he's doing it, but intuitively he's doing something of great value.
1: Fantastic. Let uh, I love that. Um, let's get uh, Luther, because we have another caller, 843. We'll get to you soon. I want to go um, Luther and then 501-985 comments on, on what Dr. Farrell just said in the
2: 843. Uh, Luther, briefly, because we have other callers on the line. Okay, well, I'll make, I'll make it real quick. Boys uh, need a father figure around because that's your hero. When a mother, when you when you come home from school and you eat, and the, and the mother tells the kid, the kids, you got to do their homework before they go out. Well, the father enforces that. you mm-hmm. need a father around because a father takes the kid to the baseball game, spends time with them. They look forward to being with the father. But when they don't have a father, they're lost. Right. Yes, the the,
4: father, the data that, does support what you're saying. The and the hang the more. Girls, by the way, this is true of girls and boys. The more girls and boys have hangout time with their dad, the more psychologically stable they are. This happens to be one of the number one things that that connects to psychological stability and happiness for a girl. And one of the reasons it's also so important for a boy, you pick up the boy from soccer and you say, how's the day? And he goes, oh, all right, Uh, well, tell me more. It was really just good. And he's without... Many words oftentimes, but if the dad has a lot of hangout time with him, uh, then they go to the refrigerator, they something comes up, and the boy says, "You know dad, you know why, why would a why would a coach um, who told me that that I was a good goalie last week not put me on goalie this week?" and then that boy's feelings of being rejected start beginning to come up when he's comfortable in a hangout time mode. And that's why divorces when they don't have time for dads to hang out with kids, the children don't that they're not able to be as emotionally expressive as they are um with with um when they do have that time.
1: Definitely. Five oh one, any comments on what Dr. Fowler just said?
0: Um, I totally agree with you, Doctor, but um um everything what is being said tonight, um of, of what you've seen and everything like that um, with fathers seeing the pictures and, and how mothers are supposed to act um, it happened years and years ago. That's not how it is this day and age more, which is really sad. It is, I think the question is, how do we get back to that?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Very, yes. good. I, Very good. The, point an, point the answer point. is we, there's a, a couple of ways, I think. One is first of all, just do it in your own family you get back to that you're the wise one you understand what is needed um when i when my father treated me with greater discipline than the other kids in the uh, in the school were being treated he would explain to me, and i would say well why you know why are you doing this i don't the other kids don't have to do this and he said i want you to be an exceptional man and an exceptional man doesn't just, um, he learns discipline, he learns of postpone gratification and so on. And so I started visualizing myself as th- that instead of being angry at the punishment or ang- angry at the, at the restriction, um, I started seeing myself as being trained to be um, exceptional. And that, that, I think, is part of what we can do in our own family. I think a second way of doing it is to make sure the schools uh, get get men involved in the PTA. Make sure the schools have male teachers. Make sure the boys are involved with Cub Scouts and and Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts are still, they've gone through a lot and they're going through a lot, but there's still a huge amount of data showing that they're very good for kids third fourth or whatever it is um get your boys involved in a faith-based community uh, make sure the leader of the faith-based community is a man that you admire make sure that the kids are not just with a, a man they admire but they're also brought together with other kids their age boys their age especially that they can talk to about their problems and their fears and their hopes um, so because boys oftentimes when they don't have that safe environment they just uh, engage in this the exchange of wit covered put-downs and things that that are oftentimes um, partially good and partially bad for them but they don't learn to open up their hearts and their feelings and so you know in the boy crisis book i have you know, more than a hundred suggestions as to how to how to how to make things happen like that are emotionally healthy we have to remember that boys were not trained to be emotionally healthy. Boys were trained for heroic intelligence. Heroic intelligence historically trained boys to be willing to be disposable by being called a hero if they died. Today we have the opportunity to give our sons health intelligence, which health intelligence is intelligence that leads to a long life and emotional and physical health, Heroic intelligence was intelligence that prepared us to lose our sons and have a short life So we have an opportunity now that we've never in history had before because we have fewer wars and less need to prepare every boy um, To be a hero that might die a four
1: three two five one um, Any comments of what uh, dr. Fowler just said
3: Well, I agree that um that a man is very important to a family um the man should be the leader of the household he should be there emotionally and physically but statistically speaking more women are raising children by themselves in the last 25 years than ever before
4: absolutely absolutely true
2: that's because and, the liberals in yeah. this country, and they don't and they don't push the, They try to think it, uh, be good. They try to say, "Oh, it's all right not to be married." That's what the liberals are teaching. That's, that's exactly true. And, they're not, stay, and they're, they're not subsidized. staying and they're not married because they think it's okay not to be married. And that's not good. That's what's happening to this country.
4: And they often are subsidizing the lack of marriage by paying mothers who don't have fathers being married to them uh, more money than the father sometimes makes, and so. That only encourages the disruption of the family, and that's um, you know, that's one of the biggest mistakes. And you know, I'm saying all of this, by the way. You know, I was a I was the world's leading male feminist. Until I was on the board of directors <laughs> of, the, of the National Organization for Women in New York City, spoke all around the world on the importance of women 's issues. I have two right. daughters i 'm very happy that women have more options they did than they did when I grew up, but i 'm not at all happy that part of what we did uh, was to um, talk about you know uh, women 's freedom without also suggesting that women yes they should have the freedom to have children and do what they want but the moment they have children your freedom becomes secondary to the children's um... Uh, to the children's health and benefits, and right. that's what the feminist movement missed, and that's unfortunately what the government supported. And that's why I broke from my, you know, m- my research so totally disagreed with the, the attitude of feminism that the nuclear family was not important, that the that the intact family was not important, and so that that ended up leading me to write stuff that they didn't agree with. I do too, uh,
0: because I feel I, I feel as though it there's 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 right now a war between male and female and mm-hmm. I think it's just absolute uh ludicrous. It's ridiculous.
4: I, I so agree with you and the damage that's being done, you know, we've always had, as you, I'm sure you would agree, we've always had a battle of the sexes because the sexes had different <laughs> roles and there were different <laughs> right, biologies, right. et cetera. It's a lot
0: worse now but than, than what it has ever been and, and if adults can't even get along and share responsibility, these children are not going to learn uh, that way.
4: you are absolutely you are right, because and they, they
0: see
4: it what I was saying we've always had a battle of the sexes where I was going with that is we've always had a battle of the sexes. we don't have that anymore. we have a war in which only right. one side which only one side has shown up, and men have put their heads in the sand and hoped the bullets would miss and, right. and right. that's a and so we have a hashtag me to monologue we don't have a hashtag me to dialogue and anytime you have a monologue you don't have communication and the people and people just withdraw and so you know many many men um, who would be potential mentors for women in the workplace they're afraid to get involved with mentoring a woman because it, it has all downside and no upside for them and so and the, so the natural instinct of men to protect women to facilitate women to help women this is all being undermined now by by a hashtag me too monologue that is very dangerous for the culture and, and you know the Gillette ad that you just heard at, came, out and the American yes. Psychological Association condemned yes. traditional masculinity. All of this, yes, there are challenges with traditional masculinity, but the but to not acknowledge the gifts that it brought to us, the fact that we're not speaking on we're not speaking German under Nazi rule now, is a result of traditional masculinity. It's not a result of um, you know right. and, and thousands of men being
0: willing
1: to
4: die. Uh, 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 Dr. I
0: totally Powell, I have, agree uh, with you
4: yeah
1: Doctor I I I have a question uh and everyone that has been on the panel uh asking questions fantastic I, i'm just blown away uh, how how fantastic great questions you've been asking uh, and commenting uh, on, on on this issue that it's so important but i have a question in regards why why do you in your personal opinion why is the media focusing on so many other things, and totally, totally abandoning the boy crisis.
4: Yes, I'll explain why. And um, part of uh, what I was a part of as a leading feminist was encouraging um, schools and universities. Uh, so my answer is going to be blaming myself in part, in part, uh, was, encouraging, was encouraging universities and colleges to have women's studies. And so, almost all of your leading media people have passed through women's studies programs that have had a perspective that said that men were the oppressors and women were the oppressed. Um, We have to. The reasons for that was because uh, women's studies and women's uh, feminist women they they evolved out of the civil rights movement where there was oppressors and oppressed, and then they evolved out of Marxist feminism where there was a feeling of. uh, Men were the oppressors and women were the oppressed. And so they took that to feminism and took that model of oppressors versus oppressed, as opposed to realizing that, historically speaking, both mothers and fathers did not have rights. They had obligations and responsibilities. And those obligations and responsibilities required dads to earn more money and give up things they wanted to do, like being an artist or a musician, in order to do things that, that earn more money so the family could live in better neighborhoods. And go to better schools. And so we, we in the feminist movement took the sacrifices that dads made and we called that male power and male privilege. And sooner or later, eventually I grew up and understood, wait a minute, that was not male power and male privilege, that was the male obligation, the male sense of responsibility to make that extra money that the children could benefit from so that the, the family would have a better neighborhood, better homes, and so on. And just, just as it was wi- a mother's responsibility and obligation that she fulfilled, and that both sexes had... Different roles. We weren't controlled by a patriarchy. We were controlled by the need to survive, and so that's what I started saying, and that's when I became very unpopular, and that's when I lost my millions of dollars per every couple of years that I was speaking, <laughs> and, um, and and that's what led me to writing the boy the boy crisis book.
1: Uh, I'm totally shocked that they basically did not agree with your perspective. I'm totally shocked.
4: You know, it's really, it's been, very, I, w- I was shocked. I'm, I'm no longer shocked. <laughs> but but uh, I I need to go to, my wife and I are making dinner together in a few minutes. But okay. um, I need to go. and. But, but if I may oh. say that if, if you're interested in the Boy Crisis book and money just, is an it issue it at, all, at all, that uh, Amazon has it on a one-third off sale today.
1: Well, before you go, before you go, Dr. Farrell, I wanted you to give uh, the name of the book. And, and if you have a website. Uh, so anyone who's interested in, in in purchasing your book and getting more information on in regards to your 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 subject can can look at, look
4: it up. Yes, a, uh, absolutely. One? It's the boy crisis, and Amazon as I was mentioning has it on sale for one third off right now. And okay. the um, and my website is warrenferrell.com. Warren is W-A-R-R-E-N. Farrell is F, is in Frank A R R E L L. Uh, I'm spelling it out because many people think of Will Farrell, and that's a, not my name. <laughs> I'm not as funny right. as he is, <laughs> and, um, and so um, and then I, there's also a, a website on the boy crisis itself, boycrisis.org. Fantastic. We'll
1: put it. We'll put it up on our website. Thank
4: you. Thank, it's you, a, bit thank a you
1: for pl- A pleasure having you on 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 the air, and uh, always welcome to come
2: back.
4: Thank you very We're much. Great to talking. come
2: back. We definitely want to come back. Thank We're you. Definitely. And great,
4: que- great questions and comments from your listeners.
1: Fantastic. Okay. Have a great weekend. Thank you. America. God thank you. True. Bye-bye. So the panel 501, 843 and Luther, a summary from each of you in regards to uh, this
2: well, we're, the crisis that we're Well, well the, for what my, but the problem here is is the system needs to stay out of the parents' lives and let the, people, the parents raise their kids. And it's like the Nazis used to tell the kids to tell them their parents. And that's causing divide in marriages, and marriages don't work. They're teaching these kids it's all right to have kids about being married, and that's not the right way. And it's all been downhill. I've seen it going downhill for the last 25 years. Five
1: oh one. Five
3: oh one? Uh okay, eight four three. Uh yes, I would like to say that um you know, um I, I, I was when my children were growing up, um, their dad was lost and um uh I had to raise the children by myself and um uh, I find that um, women, are having to take the place of men, um, being the mom, dad, and the you know the the provider, and um, I have canceled a lot of men and women. Um, it seems that men and women are are failing mm-hmm. with children. I mean, the statistics. On this, it's irrefutable that men are not taking their place in the family and women are not either. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's a crisis that we have here in America. Um, You've taken uh, the Bible, the prayer out of church, out of school, I'm sorry. Um, you put in, you know, this. The, these religions I remember when my daughter Was uh, in the 12th grade uh, She was learning more About Islam than she was About Christianity um, right. And it you mm-hmm. know, kind of all Starts there um, with a man And a woman they do not take their Vows uh, uh, You know to heart really They know that they can divorce well If I get mad I can divorce you this that and the other. And the kids End up paying for it um, in the That's long right. run, um, you know. So there's a lot to be said on this situation, on this this uh, this conversation. Well, it starts
2: um, It starts right there in D.C. They're, they're they're creating divide and and kind of called divide and conquer.
4: Exactly. And there's a
2: lot of divide. It's absolutely out of control. I don't think he wanted to talk politics. But we all know who's co- who, wh- where this is coming from.
1: Of course, of course, this is this is this is this is all planned out. I mean, this is not this is not yeah. by coincidence. This is this is an ongoing uh, agenda that they have, and and males and boys are the ones who are basically going to get hurt at the end because they they need to constrain them and and, and minimize. Their contributions so yeah it's obvious that that's that's the whole goal the long term goal but um, 501 any final comments 501 okay uh, I, I wanted to um, we're going to have a couple of different interesting guests the next couple of weeks um, that I'm lining up but in your opinion, were you impressed? Did you like Dr. Farrell?
2: I did. Okay. I did
3: too. Um, yeah. There's always, you know, uh, I think having, you know, more people respond to the family and as a man being the leader and the stronghold and the the one who keeps the family together and and puts into boys and girls their responsibility um as humans and as growing up and having children of their own. Um it, it's really sad that over the last forty years that, you know, men or women have not taken their role.
1: Yeah, but I I
3: kind of like to the situation, uh, the conversation for a minute, if I could.
1: Yeah, we have we have 25 seconds to go. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, uh, so yeah, uh, I just want to come back. Uh, We enjoyed it, and we're gonna have uh, more interesting topics and interesting guests next week, same time, same channel, and God bless America and Luther. Everyone have have a great weekend. God bless.
2: God bless you, too.
5: Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you.
3: God bless.